0: Well, everyone, tonight's our final dinner together. I've really enjoyed getting to know all of you, and hope you'll come visit again soon.
1: Matteo looks directly at me as he says this, and this time, I don't think I'm reading into it. I smile back at him. Okay, everyone, say their favorite part of the trip.
2: Oh, definitely when I nailed the renegade dance in a kayak.
3: It already has a million views. So sick! Oh my. Well... Probably all the souvenirs I bought. That cuckoo clock with a cat-eating pasty inside is going to remind me of this trip every hour of every day.
0: Woman, we're going to need another suitcase to get all this junk home. I can't wait to send a photo of me and my Harvard t-shirt at the top of the falls into the alumni newsletter. Classic Dodd.
1: What about you, Claire? Well, I guess I'd have to say the Vespa ride. Ooh. Even as I feel myself start to blush, I lock eyes with Mateo. He gives me a self-satisfied smirk, and I feel butterflies start to swarm in my stomach. The rest of the group is oblivious to the silent conversation happening between us.
2: That was a beautiful view.
0: It was. <laughs> I would like to propose a toast. Let's all raise a glass of this delicious homemade limoncello. Thank you all for coming on this journey and letting me show you a bit of my Italy.
2: Cheers! 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 Cheers. Uh, Here's to you. How many ways can you? I
1: think we're going to head up to the room. We have an early flight in the morning. But Claire, I'm really going to miss you. Well, you're going to think I sound silly and sentimental. But you make me wish I had a daughter. Kate, I'm so glad you were on this trip. Come give me a hug. Aww. Where are you off to next? Back to Florence for a few days. I was so inspired there. I want to take photos of everything and hit all the sites we didn't have a chance to see. Claire,
2: I took a look at your Instagram last night. The photos you've posted of this trip are really good. You're so talented. You really should be shooting professionally.
0: You know, the Chicago Midwest Gazette editor-in-chief just so happens to be a Harvard man. We were in the same final club. Perhaps I could put in a good word.
1: Oh, my God, Claire. I love that journey for you. Oh, wow. Thanks, Todd. I'll think about it.
3: Here, we'll be your first commission. Come on, R. Let's go take some romantic photos in the moonlight. The clothes on or off?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The next morning, my train pulls into Florence, and even though it's early, the city is already bustling and alive. I'm so excited that pretty much every page in my guidebook is dog-eared at this point. I read about this amazing antiques market, and I really want to see the Boboli Gardens. And, oh, I'm doing it again, aren't I? I can hear Mateo's voice in my head telling me to slow down. Don't worry about the plan. I take a deep breath and put my phone in my pocket. Maybe I'll just forget about Google Maps for a minute and let this beautiful city show me what it wants to. I've also got my camera and I'm not afraid to use it. The tour group's encouragement has me feeling really excited about the possibility of spending more time on my photography and maybe even getting paid for it. The idea seems so crazy and so enticing that I want to create a whole new portfolio the minute I get home. I stumble across a farmer's market and the colors are so vibrant that I start snapping away trying to capture the energy of the scene. I get some great shots of the food stands, some street musicians, a lazy cat on a sunny stoop. Looking through my viewfinder, I hone in on a very attractive stranger. At least, I think he is. I can't quite see his face. His head is down inspecting a crate of tomatoes. He's tall with a mess of unruly dark curls that could probably use a haircut. He reaches up to push his hair out of his face and suddenly looks up, directly at me. Claire? What? How?
0: This is the best market in Florence. I I decided to come into town for the day and do a little shopping.
1: (gasps) My hotel is just around the corner. Uh... Oh, no. I just meant that's why I'm here at the market. It's close to, um... Uh,
0: (laughs) I I know. Claire, relax. Hey... I actually have the day off, if you maybe want some company?
1: Sure. If you're not too busy, why not?
0: Well, good. What's on your list for today?
1: Let me just pull up the map I made on my phone. You know what? Actually, why don't we just walk around for a bit and do whatever we feel like?
0: Who is this carefree woman and what have you done with my Claire?
1: I whack him lightly with my bag, but on the inside, I'm a little giddy. My Claire? That sounds kind of great. So, my very own private tour. I like it. Tell me about this place. Let's
0: see. This is the renowned Sant'Ambrogio Market. And this little neighborhood is full of cafes, wine shops, and, of course, world-famous gelaterias.
1: You know, I actually haven't had any rum raisin in a couple days.
0: Then rum raisin you shall have. Gelato is part of a well-balanced lunch in Italy. With some pasta and a little wine, of course.
1: Mmm, now you're speaking my lingua.
0: Ugh, that was bad.
1: (laughs) You love it. Now, feed me some gelato. After our gelato, Matteo takes me to a local bar called Inoteca, and we settle in for an afternoon aperitivo.
0: So, what do you think of Florence?
1: Honestly, I think it's absolutely perfect. If
0: you're not bored of me yet, could I take you to dinner tonight? I want to show you one of my favorite restaurants. Only a woman who loves pasta like you will truly appreciate it.
1: I'd love that. Bring on the carbs. Plus, it's not like I know any other handsome tour guides who are vying to take me to dinner.
0: (laughs) I think traveling without a plan suits you.
1: We'll see. So far, it hasn't been completely terrible.
0: By the end of this trip, Spontaneous will be your middle name.
1: Maya? Hey,
3: Claire! So, you made it through the tour. Are you back in Florence now?
1: Yep. We've been exploring all day. And I love it here. It's so cute. And the people are so nice. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. We? Who are you with? Um, I might have spent the day with Matteo. I ran into him at a farmer's market this morning and... Mateo?
3: As in the same very cute tour guide you swore up and down you weren't interested in at all? Not even a little bit? Oh my god, how could I even think that? That Mateo?
1: Well, yes. I mean, he is pretty cute.
3: I knew it. Look at you. Already moving on with a rebound. Get it, Claire.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay. It's not a big deal, He's just showing me around for the day.
3: A romantic day, it sounds like, in Florence. Are you going to see him again?
1: Uh, he's picking me up in a few minutes for dinner.
3: This is amazing. I can't believe you've been holding out on me like this. Has he kissed you
1: yet? No, but I feel like it might happen tonight. But it's got to come from him. I already went for it once, and I made an idiot of myself. So, balls in his court.
3: I'm rooting for you, girl. You deserve some action. Let this man sweep you off your feet. Make out with a hot man in the streets of Italy. (laughs) Maya, isn't your kid there? Let her hear. We are pro-Claire in this house, and that includes Claire getting some.
1: Oh, my God. I'm hanging up. Text me.
3: Two eggplants if you get it! Three if it's good!
1: Matteo's Vespa pulls up outside the hotel and my jaw almost drops. I've mostly seen him wearing his Bellissimi Tour Romantici polo or a V-neck t-shirt. But tonight, he looks good. Really good. His navy blazer fits perfectly across those amazing shoulders. He's freshly shaved, and when he leans in for a double-cheek kiss, I get a whiff of his cologne. He smells absolutely incredible. I think he might have even put some product in his hair. His unruly mop of curls is pushed back from his face and quaffed in a way that makes him look more handsome professor than friendly tour guide. I... Wow. Matteo, you look great!
0: I was going to say the same about you. Damn. Don't get me wrong, I dig casual Claire, but I am definitely down with this, too.
1: I was suddenly very glad i decided to blow dry my hair for the first time all week, and dug out the one fancy dress I'd brought with me. It's red, and a bit more low-cut than I'm comfortable with, but Maya forced it on me during a pre-wedding shopping trip. She told me Greg would lose his mind when he saw me in it. Turns out, it's not Greg I'm wearing it for. But the mind-losing prophecy doesn't seem far off. Mateo's eyes are positively hungry as he looks me up and down. He smiles at me as he finishes his completely unsubtle scan of my body, and our eyes meet.
0: Vespa rides are kind of becoming our thing, aren't they?
1: I guess so. I didn't know I'd like them so much.
0: Grab on tight. Here we go.
1: He doesn't have to ask me twice. What I don't say is that I'm very much enjoying any excuse to wrap my body around his. We make our way through the busy streets, bustling with Florentines out and about for a passeggiata, enjoying the warm evening. After a quick ride, we park in front of a beautiful restaurant with a hand-painted wooden sign alongside the door declaring it Trattoria de Rossi. This place is so cute.
0: I agree, but I'm also biased. My great-uncle runs the place and his wife, Godmelina, handmakes the pasta every day. She's one of the pasta grannies on YouTube.
1: I didn't know I was going to meet a celebrity tonight.
0: Yep. Her wild boar papardelle is legitimately famous.
2: Matteo, my son, come in. Ah, we have saved your favorite table for you and your beautiful lady. Uncle
0: Andrea, you spoil me. This is Claire. She's visiting from
2: Chicago for a few days. (laughs) Ah, piacere. Benvenuto. We are happy to have you.
1: Lovely to meet you, too. I hear your pasta is the best in Tuscany.
2: Oh, I like this one, (laughs) Matteo. Ah, but it's not my pasta. It's Carmelina's. Ah, she's busy, busy in the kitchen for now, but she will come say hello soon. (laughs) Ah, let me get you some wine. Ah, Sangiovese Toscana, a good Tuscan red, yes? Of course, you
0: choose. In fact... You choose everything, and come have a glass with us when you can?
2: Perfetto, perfetto.
1: We sit down at the cozy corner table, candlelight flickering in the window.
2: You look beautiful
0: in this light. The Italians have a saying, Luce dei occhi," light of my eyes. A little cheesy, maybe, but I get it.
1: Well, personally, I happen to like cheese. <laughs> That's lovely. And so is this whole place. I want to move in here.
0: They've done a great job of making it feel like home.
1: A waiter descends on our table with wine, a round of fresh crusty bread, and a bowl of olive oil. But as delicious as the bread smells, neither of us digs in. Our eyes are locked across the table, and the way Mateo is looking at me makes me feel like I can't possibly be mistaken about his feelings this time.
0: Claire, about before, I'm sorry again if I gave you mixed signals, but I'd be crazy not to be into you. You're gorgeous, intelligent, and delightfully neurotic, even if you are obsessed with your guidebooks. It it just seemed like it couldn't possibly be a good idea. I mean, you were supposed to be here with your fiancé, and you're only here for a few days.
1: So... What changed?
0: I couldn't help myself.
1: He reaches across the table to take my hand and begins slowly drawing circles on my wrist with his thumb. Oh my god. This is torture. The best kind. I'm staring at him across the table and he's staring at me and I just want to jump into his lap and rip his clothes off. Right. But we can't. Because his family is right there, stuffing us full of carbs.
2: Here we go. All of our appetizers. And the house, of course. <laughs> Mangia, manja. Theo, we can't possibly eat all of this.
1: The arrival of our food is like a bucket of cold water dumped over us both. The table is so full of dishes that there's no room for hand-holding anymore. And his uncle seems keen to stay and chat a while. Hmm. <laughs> Just when things were starting to get good.
2: Matteo, Tesoro mio, you are here. Give your Zia a kiss.
0: Zia Carmelina, this is Claire.
2: Piacere, Claire, such a pretty girl. You're taking good care of my nipote, yes? It's good to have a girlfriend, Matteo. You need someone special in your life. Not like that last woman. You were too good for her. You'd need to find your anima gemma, your soulmate. Ah, like my Andrea. That's right, mia amore. Matteo, pour the wine. Move over. We'll sit for a minute. Of course, zio. Salutiamo. Saluting. <laughs> so, Claire, has our
1: Matteo shown you his hometown? Oh, not yet. Maybe we can do that tomorrow. Suddenly, I'm blushing. Matteo didn't say anything about spending tomorrow together. The wine is going to my head and making me presumptuous. But my embarrassment quickly recedes when I feel Matteo squeeze my knee under the table.
0: That will be perfect. I'll show you where my grandparents grew up.
2: Yes, of course. Every day I miss my brother. And their beautiful love story is all over that town.
1: I should feel awkward being in the middle of this tender family moment. But it's not. At all. It's just really sweet. How much they clearly love each other. I'm beginning to understand why Matteo isn't in a hurry to leave Italy. But... I am in quite a hurry to leave this restaurant as Mateo's hand explores a few inches above my knee underneath the table. I feel my cheeks heat up and try to keep a polite smile plastered on my face as we chat with his family.
2: Okay, I'll go bring you some tiramisu, yes? And some café? Young things like you should be out enjoying
1: the night. That sounds lovely. Thank you.
0: I'm sorry about that. I know they can be a lot.
1: They're perfect. I adore them. He looks at me, and then suddenly, he pulls my chair towards his, grabs my face in his hands, and kisses me. He's not shy at all. He's firm and passionate and hungry. And it's absolute fucking magic. It's been years since I kissed someone new. And I forgot what that insane electricity is like at the beginning when you're really crazy about someone. And you have those butterflies because you don't know what exactly this is yet. But you know that you want it. At first, I'm worried about who's watching. But after a second, I lose myself completely in it. I kiss him back with everything I've got, letting him know that I am 100% on board for this ride. Finally, we remember where we are and pull back to catch our breath.
0: Wow. Yeah. So... When can we leave? Right now, I think. Let me get the tiramisu to go.
1: Within minutes, we're back at my hotel and riding the elevator up to my room. I'm so nervous, but there's no way I'm turning back. Matteo looks insanely hot, and the way he's looking at me... Well, let's just say I need to find out what's behind it and where it's leading. Thank God we have the elevator to ourselves, because I can't keep my hands off him, and I don't want to...
0: I've wanted you since the moment I saw you.
1: (laughs) That's a lie. You thought I was annoying.
0: Annoying and beautiful?
1: (sighs) Ah, rude. I'm going to. You're going to what? Oh, you'll see.
0: I really need this elevator to go faster.
1: The next morning, my eyes slowly open and I can tell something is different, but I can't remember what. I feel weirdly cozy and safe and satiated in a way I haven't in a long time. Then, I realize all my limbs are intertwined with a very manly someone else's. And then I remember... Mateo is in my bed! And we had sex! Very, very good sex. Three eggplants worth. That reminds me, I need to text Maya. I roll over and look at him. He's still sleeping, and it's the first time I've gotten to freely stare at every inch of his gorgeous face. Isn't it so unfair that men always have the long, dreamy eyelashes my girlfriends pay hundreds of dollars for? He has a smattering of freckles across his nose that I've never noticed before. And they're so cute, I almost squeal. His dark curls are all messed up, and it takes every ounce of strength I have not to reach out and run my hands through them. Suddenly, he sighs happily, and the arm underneath me pulls me in closer as he nuzzles my neck. (laughs) Well, good morning to you, too.
0: Mm. You smell delicious. (laughs)
1: That can't possibly be true.
0: Oh, it is. Come here.
1: (laughs) After a very, um, active morning, Matteo and I sip coffee in our robes on the balcony of my hotel room. He's looking out at the piazza, taking in the beautiful Italian day. But I'm mostly stealing glances at him. I still can't believe last night happened.
0: You have one day left in Florence with your very handsome tour guide. What would you like to do today?
1: My heart sinks a little at the reminder that this is my last day. But then I shake it off. This is obviously a vacation fling. And a great one. But of course, I need to go back to the real world. So I better enjoy every minute I have left. Hmm. After all our adventures, I think I'm ready to slow down a bit. I actually would love to see your hometown, like we talked about last night.
0: Technically, it's my grandparents' hometown. It's small, full of wine and medieval towers. Rick Steves once called it Tuscany's powerful, towerful town.
1: (laughs) So, standard Italian countryside?
0: Uh, Pretty much. Sure. Let's drive out there.
1: Perfect. Show me what a day in the life of Matteo Rossi looks like. It's late morning by the time we've finally gotten dressed and made it to San Gimignano, the hilly town where Matteo lives. And it seems like everywhere I look, there's another amazing view out over the valley. Matteo, this looks like a postcard. I can't believe you live here. What's this square called?
0: Piazza della Cisterna. Most of these buildings are centuries old. The town was built around the Via Francigena, the road that connected Canterbury to Rome.
1: Everything here is full of so much history. It makes the United States seem like such a baby in comparison.
0: I know. It's one of my favorite things about being over here. But I do miss Chicago sometimes. Maybe I'll visit soon.
1: He's not looking at me, so I can't tell if that was a hint or just him thinking out loud. Oh, I love bookstores. And I could use something new for the plane ride back. Can we pop in?
0: Of course. This is your day. Plus, Bartolo always has the best chocolates.
1: It has been a couple hours since I've had anything sweet. He dips down to plant a kiss on my lips and puts his arm around me as we walk into the little store. Inside, Mateo chats with the owner as I look over the titles, attempting to translate the ones I recognize.
2: Matteo, mio cliente preferito. What brings you in today? And who is the bella signora? Claire is
0: my, um, one of my tour guests.
1: Oh, is that all I am, still? I pick up a book, pretending not to listen.
0: And the prettiest one, I bet. Oh, that's for sure.
1: Ha! Vindicated. I'm browsing the English language section across the tiny store, and I drag my finger along a row of memoirs. I pause at a nondescript book with a black spine. That's weird. The author's name is Matteo Rossi. Well, I'm sure there's a million Matteo Rossis in Italy. Maybe a distant relative. I should ask him. I pull the book out and flip it over. On the back, a very young version of my Matteo is looking back up at me, clearly trying to look older and more serious than he is. What on earth? He's an author? and judging by the accolades, a very successful one. According to a quote on the book jacket, Stanley Tucci told GQ it was his favorite book of 2012? I wanna ask him about it, but he would have told me if he wanted to. There must be a reason he didn't. But I'm so curious, who is this guy? Apparently there's more to Mateo than the easygoing tour guide I've gotten to know this week. As I'm debating whether to show it to him, he calls to me from across the shop.
0: Ready to head over to the market? Did you find anything interesting?
1: I decide to file it away for later. Today is so easy and perfect, and we have so little time left. I don't want to ruin it. Nope, I'll get something at the airport. I'm ready.
0: Ciao David, we need some of your best cheeses, this and a quarter of that, oh and definitely some of this.
1: What is all of this for? Are you making me the world's largest mac and cheese?
0: Even better, I'm making you my cacio e pepe tonight.
1: While we wait for the cheesemonger to weigh and wrap everything, Mateo leans down and casually kisses my forehead. I try not to swoon. And I fail miserably. He holds my hand as we walk around the market and introduces me to all the different vendors as we gather fresh pasta, a loaf of fresh bread, and greens for a salad. Because balance. And all I can think is, I'm so happy.
0: So, I have a plan. Because I know you love a plan. First the sunset and a bottle of bernaccia. Then home to cook dinner. How does that sound to you?
1: Absolutely perfect. Mateo turns out to be a surprisingly competent cook. I don't know why it surprises me. Clearly, there's a lot I don't know about him. He shrugs off my offer to help, so I wander around his living room with my glass of Chianti, perusing his bookshelves and looking at the smattering of family photos displayed on one of the end tables. The apartment is small, but homey and well lived in. I wonder if it's been in his family for a while. Some of the furniture seems older than Matteo. Before long, the smell lures me back into the kitchen and I peek over Matteo's shoulder at the sauté pan he's stirring. So, it's just cheese and pepper?
0: Yep. And some sticky pasta water. The simplest and most delicious Italian recipe I know.
1: I wrap my arms around him from behind. Now that we've finally crossed that line, I can't keep my hands off of him. He turns around from the stove and pulls me in for a deep, passionate kiss that shoots through me, down to my toes. When he pulls away, the look in his eyes is so intense. It swallows me whole.
0: Claire, I Yes. Well, I was just thinking Italy and Chicago aren't really that far away. I mean, I could come visit you sometime if if you wanted me to.
1: Matteo, I would love to see you again. I'm not ready for this to end.
0: Maybe Labor Day? It's been a few years since I was back anyway. There are people I should see. Some meetings I should take.
1: Interesting. I wonder what he means by that. Maybe something to do with his book? That would be perfect. We spend the rest of the night laughing and drinking wine, feeding each other pasta. I convince him to let me do the dishes so I can feel like I contributed something. I'm up to my elbows and suds when Mateo comes up behind me and taps me on the shoulder.
0: May I have this dance?
1: <laughs> but of course. He grabs one of my still, soapy hands, plants his other firmly on my hip, and twirls me around his living room. He kisses my neck as I laugh at the absurdity of the whole situation. <laughs> this is probably the happiest I've been in, well, a very long time. As his kisses get more passionate, making their way up to my ear, I stop laughing. He glides me into the bedroom, still holding me as if to dance. He kicks the door closed behind him, and I have a feeling we'll be getting very little sleep tonight. No! It can't be morning! Your clock is definitely broken. He nuzzles into my shoulder and squeezes me tight. Every inch of me is wrapped up in every inch of him, and I love the way it feels.
0: Let's just throw away the clock. Stay the week.
1: (laughs) I wish I could, but I have to leave for the airport soon.
0: Fine. I'll drive you back to your hotel and keep you company while you pack. I want to spend
1: every minute with you I can. We slowly extricate ourselves from the cozy cocoon of his bed. And as we drive back to Florence with the windows rolled down, I'm breathing in the fresh air, and him, trying to freeze this moment in my mind. I snap a picture on my phone of him in the driver's seat with his Ray-Bans on. One arm casually draped out the window. This is the part of this trip I most want to remember. Mateo lays on the bed, smiling as he watches my packing ritual in action.
0: I've never seen anything like this. What on earth are you doing?
1: Ranger rolling. You can pack up to 25% more by rolling your clothes this way. And they don't get wrinkled.
0: That's definitely not true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I swear it is. So, what are you going to do without me? I'm sure your next tour group will be completely boring after hours.
0: I actually have next week off. Maybe I'll take a trip to the coast, read a bit.
1: Ah, <sighs> that sounds like heaven. I wish I could go. Maybe you'll get some writing in. Writing? Oh shit, I did not mean to say that. But I'm so curious about the book I saw yesterday. I can't stop thinking about it. And why didn't he tell me about it? I mean, if I had a best-selling book, I'd be shouting about it from the rooftops. I'd be more smug than Todd with his Harvard degree. Yeah, I, well, when we were in that bookstore yesterday, I saw your memoir. How come you never told me you wrote a book? He stiffens a bit, and his face clouds over.
0: That was a long time ago.
1: But from what I saw, the book did great. Do you still write? It seems like you were so successful. The second the words are out of my mouth, I regret them. That was clearly the exact wrong thing to say. Suddenly, the Mateo I know is gone. Replaced by a stone-faced stranger. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to- Can
0: we just drop it? That part of my life is over. I don't write anymore.
1: I'm just trying to understand. I feel like I don't know anything real about you. Your history. I'm sorry if I said the wrong thing, but I just want to know more about who you are.
0: You probably wouldn't like me as much if you knew about my history.
1: Of course I would. Don't say that. I just... I mean, why didn't you tell me about your book? Is that why you came to Italy?
0: Yes, you're right. My first book was amazing. My first book killed. And, and they offered me an absolutely insane amount of money to write the second one. But I was 22. 22. And I only had one book in me. I I was a one-trick pony who couldn't follow it up, and I let everyone down. Is that what you want to hear?
1: Of course not. But why not try again? You're older, you've had more life experience to write about.
0: Claire, my first book was about my shitty childhood, and people ate it up. Write what you know and all that. Then, when I tried to write a novel, I failed miserably. I'm not a real writer. I'm just a tragic story people couldn't look away from. They loved hearing about my pain, but they didn't want anything else from me.
1: My heart broke a little, and I reached out for him. Matteo...
0: Don't. This is exactly why I came to Italy. To get away from all of this. The pressure, and the expectations, and the questions, and the fucking disappointment I always cause everyone.
1: That's not fair you didn't tell me how was i supposed to know
0: i gotta go i'll tell the front desk you need a cab to the airport
1: and just like that he's gone rom Pods was created by Becca Freeman and Rachel King. This season was also written, directed, and executive produced by Becca Freeman and Rachel King. We had production help from Samantha Reed, marketing help from Ann Foos, and Erica Wong is our editor. Sound design, music, mix, and theme song is by Daniel Brunel. Claire is played by Amy Stricker. Mateo is played by Shajahan Khan. Maya is played by Ella Turen. Kate is played by Witten Frank. Todd is played by Joshua LaForce. Patty is played by Phyllis Pastore. Art is played by David Shacope. Ashlyn is played by Aaron Zeck. Asher is played by Connor Dillon. Bookstore owner is played by Brian Umberto Hoyos. Uncle Andrea is played by Michael Curry. Carmelina is played by Elizabeth Young. This season was produced in partnership with Pod People.